This is another Disney podcast production. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Disney podcast. This is episode number 33 for the week of August the 20th. Let's do it. Man, we got to do something about our intro. For the for those of you that watch the video version, we've got Brandon who goes absolutely crazy with his arms flailing all over the place, and he, yeah. you have the big headphones on still. Yeah. I was like, I was like Quad City DJs or something <laughs> up there. So I, I don't know. I I was super. That was like right when you guys first asked me to join the show. So That's I guess right. I was like super excited, and I was like, well, I got to show these guys that I'm stoked right. to like join them on the show, and then obviously. You know, I look at the full screen and you and Matthew are like, we're just chatting. Like you're just chatting and I'm freaking doing an audition for like, whose line is it anyway? Or <laughs> well, something. I don't, at least somebody's still excited about Disney. Cause I guess we just talk. Matthew's hardly comes on anymore. He's, yeah, he's in, so uh, unexcited that he just doesn't even talk about yeah. it anymore. So we, sometimes we'll cover him up with figment or whatever guest is on we'll just cover his face we should probably make a new one we probably should refilm that yeah and, and by we i guess that means me because i edited it so <laughs> that'll happen probably after the 50th i'll be right on time yeah yeah um yeah so like speaking of matthew we need to have him back on he's getting ready to go on a trip to come see you guys well yeah. not yeah. you but well not me because i'm coming to see you technically yes. i'm coming to virginia beach he's coming to florida so we might pass each other. We might fly by each other. There or actually, I think maybe he's driving. So I'm going to fly over him and wave. Okay. So Maverick, are you going to buzz the tower? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. It's because I was inverted. Perfect. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a picture of it? Mm, yeah. I got a, I got a Polaroid. It's a great shot. And he's right there. I'll have to talk about that sometime. Um, yeah, yeah, coming to town awesome. for a little, uh, concerts are, are kind of cool. back. And so sort we're going to yeah. do, for those of you who don't know, my name is David Matthew Daniels. Brandon's yeah. favorite band is Dave Matthews band. And then you've got Dave and Matthew who are on the show. It's a whole wicked weaved web that we have going yeah. on here. And so. then when all three of us are there, it's Dave Matthew Brandon or DMB. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's just all meant to be. I, I agree. I agree. So yeah. it should be fun. I'm sure yeah. it'll be nice standing outside on the lawn in 600 degree humidity. It'll be just like you're at home. <laughs> it's probably still going to feel cold compared to here. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Matthew's going to be there. So I'm sure, uh, I think he's going with his mom and his brother. And we all know that your mom and I mean, his mom and your bride, like, uh, I was like my mom's coming. That's weird. <laughs> That's news to you. They're uh good buddies, So I'm sure they'll find a way to hook up while we all hang out yeah. over some good, wholesome music. Wholesome. I, I don't know so. what that means. Wholesome. I don't know if it's wholesome. It's, it's just music. good. It's really good music. Best yeah. drummer alive, in my opinion. I'm sure that's up for debate, but in my opinion, I would say the best drummer of all time is Neil Peart from Rush, which has yep. nothing to do with Disney. But uh, <laughs> the best drummer alive right now, to me, hands down, is Dave Matthews' drummer. Gosh, Carter Beaufort on the drums. He is absurd. Absurd. Correct. Um, his snares are so tight, like especially Ants Marching. 
God, how it doesn't snap and burst is beyond me. Anyway, wow, this has gone way <laughs> off course. All right, so I guess we're going to have to start another show yes, on our channel, on our neighborhood of shoes, talking about <laughs> snare drums. We'll call it tight snares. <laughs> tight snares. Man, we should move along very quickly. Okay, yes. as Moving per normal, on. we were totally planning on doing a show where we were going to talk about all about once we get through the 50th and once the the we see some greener pastures from the pandemic, uh, not saying we're anywhere near that, but as we look into the future, so you're talking the 50th will be 18 months plus from now, what will Disney parks look like moving forward after like the 50th? Well, we're still, I think, going to touch on that. I still think we should talk about that. Yeah. But uh, of course, Disney goes and drops another huge bomb literally an hour ago. So today is Wednesday and it is August 18. So two days before our show. So when you hear all this, this will all be old news because it'll all be 48 hours old by then. But they dropped their big announcement about the Genie app. So if you don't know what the Genie app is, this is in the context of uh, Walt Disney World, this is going to replace my Disney experience, which has been a train wreck for multiple years. Yeah. Um, yep. I This was supposed to come out way before now. They announced it, gosh, was it maybe 2018 they announced? Yeah, but, uh, at least two or three years ago. I think yeah. They, they and announced so it. Yeah. obviously the world is a whole lot different now, but they have announced that it's finally here and coming and launching. And with that, they dropped the biggest bombshell, I think, of all of the changes when it comes to annual passes, all of this stuff. They have announced that at, at Walt Disney World, fast passes for free are gone. They are gone. And we, I mean, we knew this was coming. Sure, I mean, yeah. we, talked, we talked about it on shows before even Disneyland Paris started doing it. Once the pandemic hit, that gave them the natural pause to just say, let's reevaluate this. This would be a great time. Once we get back to capacity, this would be a great time to roll into something else. So it's yeah. not a surprise that the, that the regular fast passes are gone, but still to shock when you see it. Because uh, that's right. what everybody knows right now. And by they, you mean <laughs> JPEG. Excuse me. Yes. Um, yes. Which we all know, like, I, like I'm not going to go as far as everybody else and say he's anti-parks. I think I've said that before. I think a lot of people live in that camp. Has he made some choices that I would disagree with? Sure. Hasn't every CEO of Disney, like, before him made yeah. decisions that we've been like, really? Or not happy with? So... Um, I think we're in good hands with Josh tomorrow. Like I'm a big fan of him. I would love to see him graduate to Chapex position down the line. Yeah. Um, I think he would be great as a CEO of the entire Walt Disney company, but that's either here or there. We want to unpack what we know so far about the genie app because the genie app will be free. They make it a big deal in their like thing about it being free, which is super confusing because there's a plus app portion of that there's yeah. a plus portion of that that is most certainly not free definitely not free yeah you know, so unpack they, it for uh, us a little bit yeah so obviously they they've come out with what the story said today obviously the the disney genie app like you said is going to replace the current my disney experience app what they advertise the disney genie app is a intuitive 
uh, tool that helps you to plan your day while still being able to be spontaneous. So basically when you open up the, my Disney experience app, when it goes live sometime in fall, now we all know with Disney fall as a relative term, it's <laughs> August the 18th right now. And the Halloween decorations are up at magic kingdom. So it is technically fall. This could come out next week and it would surprise no one. Right. But, it's going to be an intuitive thing. So basically you go into my Disney experience, you start, it says start the genie app. It pulls up a thing. And then basically when you go to Disney for the day, you open the app and you say, these are the things that I'd love to do today at Disney. And you select big thunder mountain, haunted mansion, people mover, you know, a list of 40 or so attractions, uh, that are on there. And then basically it plans your day for you. I mean, it says, Hey, you might want to visit big thunder mountain from 10 AM to 11 15. That's the time that the wait times are supposed to be the least amount. And so it allows you just to still be spontaneous, but sort of plan your day. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the free version of the app. It's got attractions. It's got dining, uh, it tells you, it says, Hey, if you plan on going to cosmic rays, starlight cafe today, uh, you might want to mobile order between 1145 and 1215. Yes. And then it'll also plan attractions around cosmic rays. So it looks like it's super cool. If it works like it's <laughs> supposed to, I have a question Big about hit. dining. So yes. you can also in the free version make, uh, dining reservations if they're available yes if they're available okay. and you can also join walk-up queues without yeah. having to go to the restaurant so, yeah, so much right better. now at right now at disney there's probably uh, there may be three or four three to six restaurants that you can join on the my disney app uh walk-up line um the other ones you have to go to the restaurant see if they have availability in the walk-up line and join the wait that way this Disney Genie should allow you to join any available walk-up line as long as they have availability from anywhere in the parks. So that's much nicer. I remember the time that we went to the Skipper Canteen and we bugged the girl at the uh, at the front yes. for an hour and she finally let us in. But that would be no more. You wouldn't have to do that anymore. So, yes, it allows you to make walk-up reservations and regular dining reservations uh, if they're available. So it yeah. searches for, you're like, Hey, I'd love to go to crystal palace today. So you put that into the Disney genie. It constantly searches. And if, in a, if a reservation comes up, it'll show up on your screen and you grab it. So yeah, it definitely makes searching for things much easier if it works like it's supposed to. Agreed. Good, good synopsis. And then there's a paid version and, uh, there's a couple of pieces in that. But what we really want to focus is what we said at the beginning with FastPass being no more. And that is there's some uh, – the FastPass system is gone. Like it's it's not even gone. called that anymore. So what is what is our new name replacing FastPass? It is going to be called the Lightning Lane. There it is. So there it is. The we, Lightning Lane. We talked about this a few, I don't know, maybe months ago on our show. You've got the Genie app, which clearly is a play on the Genie. Robin yep. Williams, rest in peace, uh, portion. But then you go and call it the lightning lane, which is clearly <laughs> could be a cars reference. So, I mean, I, I okay, I'm fine. We, we, we've got some Disney and Pixar canon in there, mm -hmm. if you will, but it's just yeah. a bizarre, like, why didn't they call it the, the wish lane? 
That's yeah. probably because that's really dumb. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought it was weird, like the light. Why didn't they theme something, the whole thing like Cars-ish? Something I don't know. More Disney or, or something yeah. more Disney that people would wreck it. Like, yes, you're going to get a little bit of Pixar in there, and you're going to be like, oh, Lightning McQueen. But most people are going to be like, Lightning Lane? Like, yeah. That's weird. What does that mean? Because we weird. all know that's lies. That's, yeah. <laughs> We've gone to the Fast Pass line when the wait is 90 minutes and the Fast Pass yeah. lane is 30 minutes. So it's yeah. it's not that's not lightning. It's not like I don't think there's going to be any kind of lightning to it, but <laughs> no. so yeah, that's part of the paid version. Yeah. So from what I understand about the paid version, you then can pay extra for certain attractions yep. that you select. I think it said two a day. Yes. So um, yeah, this is, that's one version of it, right? Yes. So the like cool for an example, go ahead. Multiple parks. It can be yes. across multiple parks, yes. which is, Super cool. So say you want to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and you want to do Smuggler's Run, Millennium Falcon. You can select those as your two premier lightning lane rides uh, and, and visit them both throughout the day. Yeah, super cool. And then a couple of things that were added to that is, well, another huge announcement that happened today is they have said that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be a virtual queue, which I don't think that was a surprise. But what they surprised us with is that will be one of the attractions that you can pay extra to get a lightning lane lane pass. This is all break. So we're going to mess some of this up because this is literally an hour old as we're delivering it. So and we will probably be absolutely wrong on something. Yes. So don't hold us to it. Always happens. 30% of the time I'm right all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. And then you've got the, uh, the $15. Now now it is important to know Disneyland is, is so you can buy fast passes for the day, which I'll have Brandon unpack a little bit more at Walt Disney World for $15 per person per day. And at Disneyland, it's $20 per person per day. So now, Brandon, if I'm understanding all of this correctly, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, because again, early breaking news, this is going to be like what we're used to for fast passes, correct? Except now correct. we're just paying for it. Yes, correct. Yeah, so what I understood about it, like you said, at Walt Disney World, uh, within the Disney Genie service, there's Disney Genie Plus for $15 a day per ticket, which we talked about this a lot. I don't think that that's high enough. Like I don't think that that, I mean, that's $15 a day. People will be like, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I can get fast passes for 15 bucks a day. That's that's a deal. When we were talking about Disneyland Paris charging 15 bucks a ride, right? I mean, 15 bucks a day is pretty great. Yeah. But what this Disney Genie Plus service uh, is, so you pay $15 a day, and it allows you to select return times at an attraction one at a time. So right. the old fast pass system, you could select three and then you select one at a time after that. So that's kind of what this is going to be. So it just says, uh, you choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of, tr- of attractions, uh, using the lightning lane entrance. You can make one selection at a time throughout the day. Uh, classics like haunted mansion, big thunder, millennium Falcon, uh, smugglers run. Now in the video that they released, you are still going to be able to stand in the standby lane um, 
if you do, if you just don't want to pay right. the fifteen dollars a day, you just do it like we're doing now. You right. just go get in line. So to so, me, that doesn't seem bad at all. No, and and to me, like to to hammer home the point what you said. Um, there's a couple of things that we've talked about, right? We've we've heard rumblings about um all the major attractions going to again. This is rumblings that has nothing to do with today's announcement, but we've heard rumblings about all of your major attractions going to a virtual queue because Disney doesn't want people standing in line because if they're standing in line, they're not eating, they're not buying souvenirs, they're not spending money. Which, like from a business standpoint, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But I think the challenging thing with this is twofold. One. This price tag is great, especially for your family that goes once a year, once every couple of years, right? Because here's how I look at it. We'll just take take your American, you know, family of four with a dog and a cat, right? You've got mom, dad, son, daughter, dog, cat, right? Dog, cat can't go. But son, well, so you're talking. Go. They just have to stay at best friends. That's right. So the problem that we're speaking of is this, in my opinion, is so reachable for so many folks. And why I say that is, yeah, I mean that's sixty bucks per person per day. You go to Disney World for seven days. That's a lot of money. Well, let, let me give you a realistic scenario that I would I would do with my family. So let's just say none of us are annual pass holders. We fly to Orlando. We go to Disney World for seven days. We'll go to the parks probably at least six days. And so that means we're going to visit multiple parks multiple times. And so I'm going to think through this as how I would do this as the planner of this trip is I would say, okay, we've got four major theme parks there. I'm going to buy fast passes for each of those parks one time that we visit so we can have fast pass. And so when you're talking 60 times four, that's no longer 60 times six or 60 times seven, right? So that's a significant drop in cost. Yeah. And that's roughly that's roughly the price of a quick service lunch for a family of four, roughly. And so to yeah. me, I'm like, well, you just pack a sandwich those four days and you didn't spend any more money. And so that's why I'm concerned that our cues that we saw pre-pandemic, where like Brandon said, 4,700 people from the Fast Blast lingo and 10 from the standby queue, that's why these popular rides, the standby queue line always is so long when you search it on the app. It's because Fast Pass people are just plowing through there. Well, I don't think this potentially, obviously we haven't seen it, I don't see how this fixes that problem. Yeah, I, I don't think it fixes the. I don't think it's priced high enough to right. fix the problem. Right. Um. I mean, like you said, it's only going to cost six. Like if we're if we're just going to the Magic Kingdom for a day, it costs a sixty bucks to be able to select attractions, select a time to come back through the lightning. Yeah. Like, I mean, look how much money people go to Epcot and drink around the world. Yeah. Like, they're spending hundreds of dollars on alcohol. Yes. Who's not going to spend $60 yes. to pick a time to come back to a ride? I was on social track. media the other day and somebody asked, Hey, I haven't been to Disney in 10 years is X amount of dollar budgeted enough for food for like a family of four. <laughs> and then all like a tons of people had their like great responses. It wasn't like snarky, but then one, one guy was kind of snarky and he was like, he was like, I, I don't think that's anywhere near enough. And the guy was like, what are you doing? Eating at sit down restaurants for every <laughs> meal. And his response was no, the last, Last time I went for a week, just my bill for me drinking alcohol was, are you sitting down? $700. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's that gives you an idea of the money that you can spend just on having adult beverages and enjoying your adult time while you're at yeah. Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. So again, it depends on how each family and each person and each trip like how they choose to do it. But I, I have some I have some thoughts that I wanted to bring up to, so we could kind of go back and forth on. Clearly, Disney is doing this from a perspective of this, and I, I think this is a smart business decision in theory. And what, am I mean, what I mean by that is, so Disney is looking to charge more for things to make money while there are less people in the park so what meaning while we're at a lower capacity they're from a smart trying to make smart business decisions and saying how do we make more money with less people in the park and these are the ways you know you look at what they just did at disneyland they've got all these new tiers of passes most of them don't include parking right yeah. where before it did i mean that's another way that they can hey you've got people who love disneyland want the cheaper price you're either gonna have to pay full parking or 50 percent off parking right so they're yeah. looking at all these ways but why i want to spitball a back and forth about this is the first thing that comes to mind is let's take that family of four that are your disney darhards that come once a year right they're going to come for a week let's just say they do yeah. like i said you've got four days they're going to only do the fast passes for one time at each park that they go to makes makes sense it's a smart way to like kind of be a little bit more economical about it but here's my question i would look at it from a standpoint of well maybe if i was going to stay at a deluxe because disney is charging more for these other things that i used to be free aka parking aka now the lightning lanes aka everything else that's coming the ticket prices that went up absurdly and when and they're doing the variable based on what time of the year that you're going you know i'm gonna look at well maybe i'll stay at moderate so my question is doesn't it really kind of even out like are people gonna spend more or are they gonna change the way that they the way that they travel at disney i mean i think that's a fair question like if i was like if if i had this x amount of budget and i could stay within that budget by now not doing deluxe and only doing moderate well that's what i'm gonna do so in effect like will disney make more money from this my question is is that and i'm like i think most people at least who are going to be i mean you got people who are loaded this <laughs> is going to do whatever yeah. they want to do but i'm going to look at this as well, okay well i want to have fast passes so what goes right something yeah. gets cut you know, and to yep. me, like if it's deluxe to moderate or even moderate to value, pick your whatever level yeah. or stay off property, right? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. then again, one of the other things that we haven't even touched on yet is the idea of there's no more value right now for these Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes, I still can't say it, <laughs> with staying on property. Well, there is one small thing, but here's, here's how it's going to work. Every day that you're going, you have to get up at 7 a.m. just like you do with the virtual queues to pick to pick your fast pass to pick your lightning lane. Did yeah. you read that? Did you did you notice that was in the? I did. I did see that and kind of what you were talking about with. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference for people who are going to stay at a deluxe resort. If you're going to stay at a deluxe resort, I mean you're paying a six, seven, eight, whatever, eight hundred dollars mm -hmm. a night. Like we talked, $500 more for your week of fast passes for your family of four is not a huge deal. I think it would make a much bigger difference, moderate to value or value to staying off property. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's going to affect 
the deluxe as much as those other two. So, but like you said, I, it's Disney trying to find ways to make more money while there's less people in the park. Right. Now, it depends on when they institute this because if this is coming in the next month, yes, the capacity is still limited. There's still less people in the park. Uh, this is a way for Disney to make more money with less people in the park. If this doesn't happen until no, it's got to happen obviously before the 50th, but by the time we get to the 50th, I'm thinking we're going to be pretty close to regular capacity. So it's not going to be, necessarily less people in the park it's then changes to disney making money off of the irregular amount of people in the park so i think it's they're a business they obviously lost a ton of money in the last year and a half and this is an easy way to provide a new service and make people feel like they're getting something extra and still make money doing that right yeah i mean i would say the uh, when I was there before, like you know, early on COVID, the first couple of trips that I went to, I mean, it was glorious. We've talked about that, yeah. uh, how wonderful it was. It was almost like one of those after hours parties. It was empty in what we would consider like the, a Disney park. But I have to say the last time I went, it felt very normal. Yeah. Um, and so, like, again, queues were still down in times, but again, it's because there was no fast pass, right? I mean, I don't yeah. think we saw anything more than 60 minutes other than, like, a um, couple times there was, oh, what is in Andy's backyard? Uh, slinky. Yeah. <laughs> your, fa your favorite ride. Slinky dog. And, like, test track. And so I, I want to pause the test track for a minute. So I think I went four, maybe five times during covid so far because obviously we'll be there yeah. for the 50th hoping to go for some holidays as well um i <laughs> i've not ridden test track the entire time during my pandemic visits because the no. that to me has been the longest wait now i know that like disney will post the time and most of those times are 10 15 maybe even more than that less than what they're actually saying but i yeah. remember that night that we went into the uh the temporary mouse gears and then we came out yeah. and there was that joffrey's behind there and we got a little yeah. uh spiked drink and i had a donut the size of my head and <laughs> we sat there and talked for an hour and closed down epcot and i ran over there well we ran over there and said i want to know what the time is now and it was still like 65 minutes at the end of the day like end the park the was night. closed yeah. and so i'm yeah. like i haven't ridden that in forever so to me like if we do a fast pass thing that's going to be one of the attractions that i want just because i haven't had the opportunity to do it and <laughs> yeah. the weight has been absurd all during COVID. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree with you. I sent you guys that, that text picture earlier this week. It was five minutes after Epcot opened at 11 o'clock. Every attraction had a zero minute wait except for Test Track, 60. Five minutes after the park opened, Test Track had a 60 minute wait and everything <laughs> else was no wait. So I'm with you, like, uh, uh, you know, all the times that you've come down, like we've never gotten on that. We walk by and we laugh at yeah. the weight there. But I think, you know, Test Track benefits from a park that doesn't have a lot of attractions true, for adults. Very true. So most of the adults who go to Epcot are going to ride Soren and they're going to ride Test Track. So, yeah. 
you know, it's always going to have a, a huge weight. Now, and Frozen. Gar- Definitely can't forget about Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. And then when, when Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, opens, you're going to be able to you're going to be able to walk on the test track. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, just wait, I guess. But I get it. I mean, for people that they come once, twice, once every year, once, twice, once every three years, whatever it is, like, I get it. I mean, you're like, well, I got to stay in the line for 60 minutes because I'm not coming back anytime soon. Yeah. But to me, yeah. like, I, you know, you live there. I go so often. I'm like, I ain't standing in that line. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of like first world problems for sure. But man, like I will be like, I will probably buy it when we're there just so I can. I mean, test track is not like my favorite ride in the world, but I mean, it's an attraction that I'd like to go yeah. on but yeah. without having to wait for an hour. So yeah. there's going to definitely Straight. be some days and some rides that will certainly be worth it. And here's a question now that this announcement happened today and with our fantastic new lightning lane, are single rider lines a thing of the past? Yes. So I asked that on Clubhouse. Yeah. I wanted to pull the room and the majority of people have said no way because it's still a way to disperse people. And I was like, in my mind, if I was like, well, if the main rides I want to go on have a single rider option, like test track Everest, right? You know, why am I going to pay fifteen dollars when I can, right? Just go wait in a single rider line and wait a probably close to the same amount of time. So let's let's. So to me, Disney would be like, mm, uh, no, right? Like, we're, I, we're that was where my headspace was for yeah. sure. So let's list them. We know like Everest is one. So test Everest track is one. Test track has a single rider. Um, Rock and roller coaster right. has a single rider. I mean, so far we've listed um, three smugglers, premier smugglers attractions. A, right, smugglers run has a single rider. I don't want to say that's four, but I mean that's a if you're a Star Wars fan. So there's four rides that I would consider major thrill thrill rides at Walt Disney World that have a single rider line that I'm not gonna pay for a fast pass for. No. So I, I leaned, I, I really was like, no, nah, I think they're dead. I think they're dead. That's what I thought. That's what I said was single riders in my head. And everybody was like, nope, it eats up too much people. And then they'll need that. I'm like, yeah, but that goes against like their opportunity to make money. It changed. Yeah. Like I get it with fast pass. It, it was free. Now that they're yeah. charging, why would you give away something for free? Like, like, I mean, our Isaiah is not, but me, Kim and Micaiah, could go stand in line and are all old enough to ride by ourselves. I don't care that yeah. I, we can't ride them together. Who cares? It's yeah. about enjoying the attraction. Now I get it. I get it. There are definitely attractions that you want to be on with your family for the picture. Cool. But when it comes to let's do we stand in line for 90 minutes or get in the single rider line, enjoy it and go on to the next thing. That's a no brainer yeah. for me. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's been plenty of times you and I have gone with Matthew and, his family and we all get the single rider line and we all ride different rides. I mean, when you're on the ride, we don't, you don't talk to each other on the ride. So (laughs) it's, it's not like you're missing an experience on the ride by not riding with the people that you went. So I, you know, maybe, maybe they do something like universal at the Velocicoaster. They had a single rider line, but depending on what was going on with the ride and how many people were in each line, they closed the single rider line. So right for like the, the single rider line would be closed for a half an hour and they'd let the line and the max pass and whatever they call that over there, uh, the express pass right. do their thing. And then they would open up the single rider line again. So could I see something like that? Yes. But I think in the infancy 
of Disney Genie Plus, where they have paid experiences, paid lightning lanes, you are not going to see single rider lines for the main stuff. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm falling in your camp. Like I was surprised. Like I was, I didn't say it, but I was in the minority. And at least when I was thinking, everybody chimed in when I, cause I, I posed that question like in the clubhouse room and everybody was like, no, they're not going anywhere. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. But I, yeah. I also didn't think they would bring back fast pass and charge for it right away. Yeah. I also yeah. am still in the camp that when they bring annual passes back, when they announce it probably within the next week or two, because they said sometime in August, right? Did they not? Yep. That yep. it's well, like, I'm hearing more rumblings that people are going to be like, no way is it going to be what it is now? No way. And I'm like, really? Because I still, I was like, no, they're going to want to learn from what can they gather? What can they measure? What data can they um, compile from what's happening in Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. I know those are different style parks when it comes to the beast that is Walt Disney world, but at least they could, learn some things, tweak and figure out what will work for Walt Disney world. But most people are like, yeah, I'd be really shocked if it just came back. Cause, cause it's, cause they're right. Nothing else is just coming back at Disney. Yeah. So I, I, I was could, like, Gulp? I could see a little combination. I could see them taking a little bit from Disney land. So now you have obviously the platinum pass. You have the gold, the silver. I could see them adopting the parking, not included models from right. Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So for the lower passes, the silver, the gold, you know, platinum fully included. Maybe the gold has 50% right. silver, you know, you get a 15% discount or whatever. And then whatever's low, you pay full. So I can see it come that part of it coming back, but I don't think they're going to change like the platinum gold silver. I like we've talked about right. umpteen times, like Walt Disney world is a completely different animal yeah. than Disneyland. So it's, I, I still think it's going to be super hard to change a lot of it, but there's stuff within like they, I mean, they started like platinum. You can no longer do platinum plus there's no more water park option. Right. So I can see them take, taking away things from different levels, but I don't see them changing the overall plan, the structure of the pass. Yeah, man, we'll see. Well, I, I was really starting that conversation off to talk about. I didn't think that when they release them, whenever it is that they're going to release them, that they would be any changes. And I seem to be in the minority on Clubhouse as well in that camp. They were, you know, most people were like, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't there be offering some changes? Cause we talked about like, I can't imagine that it's gone for a while and they bring it back and then you've got this whole tier of people like you guys. I mean, you guys are less than two weeks since you renewed your pass, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, so it's, yeah. you're good for the whole next year. And if they change it and 40 days 30 days like then you got to this whole other system but then you know people started talking and bringing up the great point of they're really when is a good time to make the change i mean there isn't right and yeah. so it, i mean unless you not, just say everybody's passes end this day we're refunding everybody money and then we're starting all over january 1st like that's the only way to get everybody on the same yeah. and you you saw how long it took to get your refund back yeah. when you canceled during COVID. I so, I mean, there's no way they could do that for thousands and thousands of passes. So there's no, there's no good, good way to integrate a new system, which is why I don't think that they're not, that they're going to change it. Sorry. I was counting. <laughs> sorry. Somebody washed my fingers. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think it took me 10 months to get my refund yeah. for $325. So imagine, <laughs> imagine that if they were like, all right, we're, we're just starting from scratch. 
Man. Like that's never. But that's how they did it at Disneyland. I mean, they yeah. canceled everybody, refund it, and did like. But yeah, I, I, much less, much yeah. fewer passes. I can't even Disney. begin to. All we do is speculate. I can't even unpack that one. <laughs> I don't want to be on the team that has to figure that out. I don't want to be on the team that has to roll that out, and I don't want to be on the team that has to manage that. <laughs> that's but where I'm landing with that change. Gonna be on the, we're going to be on the team that has to deal with. Yes, it. we will be a receiver. <laughs> we will be on offense for sure sure. oh man okay so i think we've kind of unpacked that incredible like breaking news really fresh breaking news for us but what we really wanted to talk about this show was brandon and i were talking last night he had we had a great idea of of just you know we've beat the 50th stuff you know into the ground for sure but we wanted to talk about like i said earlier eight once we get through the 50th, what is the next big thing, things, direction, whatever you want to, adjective you want to use for Disney parks? And so I just thought that was an interesting thought because, right, like, you know, you've got all of this changes for Epcot, like we'll, we'll be transforming and hopefully finish by sometime during the 50th or the end of the 50th. And then... um you know, like the, a lot of things have just been redone and everything will be pretty in a shiny new coat and that will all be ending. So what is next for like Disney parks? So that's what we were going to talk about. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, I just said, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speculate. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Speculation station. I mean, I, I'll jump off with, with the first one and, and I'll keep it parks related. And that is, Hopefully they can ride this wave of 18 months for the 50th, get back in the black as a company, see the parks become profitable again, which there were news the past couple of weeks that they had begun to get profitable again. But again, we're not at, we're not at hundred percent. We don't have all of our uh, cast members back. We're not running, not all the hotels are, I mean, so it would make sense based on running at a limited capacity and things really ramped up for, from spring break on. But then as soon as I say that, I heard this week that this week they were expecting, no, this month they were expecting Disney property hotels to be at a 93% capacity. And because of the big surge and especially the big surge in your beloved home state Wonderful state. um they're now like expecting like 60 something percent capacity yeah, so that's a huge and down. dropping like 10 percent a week or something a like week. that yeah so yeah. big big changes so but I, I think the next thing that really has to be addressed is hollywood studios um in at walt disney world like there is we've we've joked and talked about on our reimagineer it show that i mean that park has more than one dead end there's tons of property on that that was part of that park when it came to the back tour lot that is no longer i'll call it customer facing that's what we used to say at yeah. apple but it was it's no longer like guests can no longer enter that area be a part of the area now i know that they've transformed that i'm sure to like offices and even probably cast member space but still there are some ways that they can connect those park that park together. So there's not like, I mean, there's no reason that you can't just be over in animation courtyard, which needs to be changed. That yeah. doesn't need to be the name anymore. Um, and get over to like rock and roller 
rock and roller coaster without having to go all the way around yeah. Sunset yeah. Boulevard. That just doesn't yeah. make sense. And so, and then of course, over there by Muppets and the Incredibles, like it just kind of dead ends over there at the backside of. So anyway, there's some definitely some opportunities that they need to do there to make. So that would be the first one. Like that just needs kind of an overhaul, and they need to work on the, um, like the footprint of of how people yeah. can get around. Yeah, I agree. I think there's no reason that the that dead end park should should exist. <laughs> I mean, it all radiates out from the center and it's you just go out into the spokes of the wheel and you can't get anywhere. So I was thinking about that too. It makes it makes a lot more sense to just I mean, obviously there's not a lot of expansion you can do to Animal Kingdom. Um there's not a lot of expansion you're going to do. They're already doing a ton to Epcot. So right. once that's done and through, you're not going to do much to that. Magic Kingdom's pretty much at capacity you know where it is you know because of the the wildlife areas and things like that they can't really go any further out so hollywood studios does make the most sense and i mean if you've lived down here and you you get on the message boards the whole talk and the whole rumors that disney is going to open a fifth park down here a fifth gate um which brings brings in a whole host of problems uh, Disney owns a ton of land down here, but yeah. not all of that land is developable. Developable? Developable? Words are my favorite. Is that a real word? <laughs> that a real word? <laughs> yes. You can't build on a lot of that land. Right. So as exciting as a fifth gate would be, and now that Universal is doing their epic uh, park or whatever that thing is called, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure and a lot of grumbling from Disney fans right. about wanting to put another park in that's you know, a villains park or, um, you know, an IP park, you know, that, that would allow them to make new attractions and things like that. I think it would be great because then they, they could put like the cool stuff there without having to destroy OG attractions in all of the other parks. right? Right. You could, you could, you could do all of your simulators and your virtual reality stuff and your, your cool stuff at the new park. Uh, without having to to take away from the the existing parks, but I mean, people just don't realize how much money it would cost yeah. to build a brand new park. Especially I mean, if you look today. today, I mean, you look at Galaxy's Edge. That cost a billion with a B. Estimates are about a billion dollars to make Galaxy's Edge, and that is one land in an already existing park. Yeah. So. I mean, as cool as it would be, I just don't think it's feasible, you know, in the next 15 years to add a fifth gate to Disney World. Yeah. I, just, I just don't think And what's is. interesting is Matthew said that since Disney's park inception, if that makes sense, that the 2010s was the first time in history that Disney didn't open a new park. So yeah. once we hit, no, sorry, the 2000 teens, apologies. Once we hit 2021, we went a whole decade without a new park being announced and opening. So yeah. that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's what leads me to believe. I mean, to me, like, I think it is a potential. I just think that they have to have quite a few more years in the, gosh, this is, I feel ignorant saying this, in the post-COVID as we see it now, like era, they, they have to have years and years and years of profit, 
Like, I yeah. mean, maybe three to five, right? In order for them to start making big changes. But I think you're right. Like, as much wetlands that there is, as much protected wildlife areas as they are, Disney has a crap ton of par- property, and it would be very easy for them to put a park there. But again, it's right now, it's just the cost. I mean, we yeah. lost Cherry Tree Lane, for God's sakes. How much was that going to yeah. make? The facade's already there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're talking about building a whole park with new infrastructure, yeah. new piping, new electrical. New like, you see, how long has Tron been under construction? I mean, 14 this is years. one ride in Magic Kingdom. We're talking yeah. build a whole new park. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think it's an ambitious, uh, epic universe. I think it's called at Universal. It's supposed right. to be open by like 2025. So we're I talking. Imagine. I mean, we're talking four years from now. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I don't but I mean, it's, it takes, it takes time. Yeah, it, it rains a lot time. in Florida. <laughs> it rains an awful lot. <laughs> that stops Florida. a lot of there's construction. A, there's a lot of mud a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense to tackle Hollywood studios, make that, you know, yeah. take our reimagineering ideas and make them, make them reality. But I, I just don't see them making a new park. It's more updating new attractions, yeah. you know, updating Hollywood studios and then just riding that sentimental wave that we always talk about. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, what's going to keep these people coming to Disney world? You know, like you have to come up with new stuff, but I mean, you got diehard Disney fans that are going to keep you afloat. Right. Even if yeah. you don't have new stuff. That's so. true. Okay. That's good. So Disney's Hollywood studios needs a fresh coat of paint and some new <laughs> footpaths. What, what, yeah. do, what do you, what's one thing you see, uh, as they could be doing once we get out of the the 50th and what's next for Disney. I see them developing, or I would love to see them develop something along the lines of Alani, like a new destination resort somewhere. That's not in Florida. That's not in California. Um, Alani is, it's amazing from what I've seen. I've never been there. Um, and I think that, Disney just needs another option for people, a place for people to go. Uh, you got the parks, you got cruises that are starting back up. Uh, you got Castaway Key and you got Alani. But I would love to see something on the other side of the world. Maybe um, we were joking about like the Maldives or the yeah. or something something out there that just it's it's an exotic Disney destination. Is okay. what is where I hope that they would try to develop something yeah okay i want to throw a curveball at you you know we we have tom who is our travel agent of choice and his home base is europe Mm -hmm. now i know that we have disneyland paris but i would say again i don't have numbers in front of me but i would say especially with brit with England, Englanders, Britons, Englanders. What is? I don't know what you guys are called. The British. There you go. <laughs> the British are coming, probably to shoot me for not knowing what they're called. There, they are probably outside of Brazil, which that's another place. Probably the highest out, of, like one country that definitely has a population of people that are avid Walt Disney World goers. Yep. Definitely Disneyland too. And so, I mean, I know the weather's not as great in England, but I I would say, like, that would make sense to attract your British 
and it would be closer to home and for them to get some Disney feels. But then I also wanted to throw in, we all know that Brazil is another huge travel to Walt Disney World country as well. And that could be that could land a little bit more Maldives feels because there are definitely that would probably be a more pretty like Alani areas to go to in Brazil with, you know, pretty water, great destination, South America, beautiful weather. And so those would be two places that I would say could be, I would definitely, if I was a Disney Imagineer and I, we were thinking about this, like I would put a pin on the map in those two countries for sure. Now would you build, you would, were parks or like resort no, i think i would do a resort like i just i can't imagine them i don't say i will say this i don't see disney tackling another theme park outside of the united states of america yeah that's not probably, in my life that's probably fair not yeah, in my that's lifetime probably fair um that's probably fair i'd love yeah. to be wrong i'd love to be wrong yeah and you mentioned brazil and you mentioned you know that got me thinking something else i might like to see them do is finally add another country to Epcot. Yes, that was, that was on my list too. Perfect. Yeah, I would maybe, I would love to see them. I mean, there's this crazy, I, I don't know where this crazy movement is coming from, but there's like a petition with tens of thousands of signatures and they want to get Greece added to yeah, Epcot. I saw that. So, I mean, after maybe after we tackle Hollywood Studios and get that right, then maybe we add <laughs> another, maybe we add another country. One of the ones perhaps that we talked about on reimagineering. Yeah, we went through ago. a few for sure. Uh, but maybe that's something else that they tackle. I, I can I put in my vote? Yes, Ohana will be in there <laughs> <No>. somewhere. <laughs> I I would um I, I can can we can we please pretty please do cherry tree lane before we add a country? I know that that's I mean when Disney says take stuff off the plate does it really go off the plate or is it just an idea that's shelved for maybe later i don't maybe. know man i was really ex- like and i know it's I'm mary poppins I mean, that's your is my favorite, favorite disney film i know but like i just feel like that's an easier attainable goal and it's another great place you know and I, I mean i feel like the timing is right they could have been riding the wave off mary poppins returns even though that feels older now i mean she's just she's already moved on to jungle cruise so <laughs> boy mary poppins gets around mary poppins in a non-inappropriate in way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think those are good and then yeah so i i yeah I, uh, I don't i don't know I, I like i feel like adding another country just makes sense right it's another reason to bring Right. I mean, us diehard Disney's, we go all the time. Yes, we we will fight tooth and nail. We always say, doesn't matter if nothing's changed. The experience is different every time. We I'm, yeah. I'm in that camp. I'm not going to be the ones who go, why do you want to go to the same place every year, multiple times a year? Like, well, you don't understand it. And I'm not asking you yeah. to understand it if that's the camp that you're in. But I, yeah. I would say it's always fun to go and experience something new because we're so used to what's already there. So when something new pops up, it's like, oh, wow. Like, again, am I am I like over the moon about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure? No. But am I excited but for it? New. Of course. It's of course, it's something, something different. It's something different. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to experience it at my park, right? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm excited about. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. This was good, I man. I, I think I know we good. talked about playing it a game, but we're like at almost an hour. I, I think we've, I think we've 
done it. I we think save a game for it. next week. Yeah, we'll just save our game for next week. That way, people yeah. who are listening will have to tune in to see what game we're going to play. That's I love it. I had a good. I had a. I had a good one too. I think I we should do it. Too. I think we should do that one. All right, Leave we're going to do that one next week. Leave them hanging. That's right. If anybody's listened to our show before and that we played the game, pick one. We got a good one next week. That's right. You got it. Okay, if you're looking to travel to Walt Disney World, and I must say, we didn't touch on this, but if you don't care about the 50th and you can plan a really quick trip, right now is a really good time to go. Last last Sunday, for the first time in its young history, you could just walk on to Rise of Resistance because they they filled all of their virtual queue, (laughs) and you could just walk on. And there were still virtual queues, yeah. Yeah. the times I looked at the app last Sunday and the times look like when it reopened in July last year, I think the highest wait was slinky dog and it was 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Everything else was 10 tower. Terror was 13, which is 10. Yeah. Um, just walk on. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it was super eerie Monday. It was back to normal. Yeah. What was the deal yeah. with that day? I, I don't was that know. the day that it closed early for the snap on party? Is that what? No, because that, that was, that was, you would think because magic kingdom closed at six, you would think the other parks were, would have been more. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But snap snap on tools party was Saturday. So this point. was Sunday. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think, I think what may have happened last week is that there was supposed to be a hurricane here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people may have canceled that their trips or, you know, planned. They were here, but they didn't go to a park. So right. that may have been what affected last weekend. But overall, I mean, I ch- I look at the I look at the wait times at least once a day, yeah. and they have not been they have not been outlandish. So yeah, especially now, like what Dave said, like it was supposed to be 93% occupied this coming weekend. It's 65%. So yeah. And we know why. Yeah, we definitely know why. And Disney is tweaking their mask policy again. Yeah, that in, the, in the direction well, that not, I didn't expect. It's were, weird. Were you surprised? Yeah, super, I was very surprised, especially with what's going on in the state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are setting the wrong kind of records. We're setting records all sorts of wrong, <laughs> but in case people don't know, Disney is tweaking it a little bit so that you, I should say it's optional to wear masks in any outdoor queues on any outdoor attractions and in any outdoor theater. So, you know, for the, I guess for the safari, you don't have to wear your, your uh, mask anymore. Uh, riding Dumbo, riding Aladdin's magic carpets, big thunder mountain. You don't have to work. It's optional to wear a mask for those. So definitely was surprised by that, but I think people are now realizing that there's a problem in Florida. So they're postponing trips again. Yeah. So, which I it's, think it'll, that, be inter- it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the summer, the, yeah. the rest of the summer. I think that that's a, a reason. Like, I mean, you're right there. COVID is definitely the, the, the resurge across the country and especially in Florida has certainly made some people say, well, I don't want to go there and I don't blame you. But I mean, if you believe Disney is safe, which I've been there multiple times during COVID, I would say it's safe. Um, but again, the temperature checks are gone. I mean, it, it is kind of the wild, wild west at theme parks and definitely outside of theme parks in Florida. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, it, it, we could see some 
pretty ridiculous way to, you know, and I mean, I don't want to blame it all on COVID. I mean, certainly you've got like thousands and thousands of people that are going for the 50th and like, you know, we're, we're, especially if you're going when us crazies are right at the launch of the 50th, like nobody wants to go right before it starts. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, we get to go right before we miss everything. So, I, I mean, I get it, but man, if you don't care about any of that stuff or if you're a, Gosh, if you can drive down for a weekend, now be good time to plan a trip because the, the time next few it. weeks is could be could be some good uh, wait times. We'll say, yeah. This is and if you're going to plan that trip, make sure you call Tom at Fly Mickey Travel. dot com. Yes, definitely. Cool. All right, man. Great we'll show. I'm, great I I miss man. you. I can't. We'll do what we got. One more show before you're actually here. One more at the beach. At the beach. You know, if you come over that Sunday, we may have to shoot a show together. We may just have to do that. That would be fun. We'll see. We may want to do other fun things. (laughs) No, that would be that would be fun. Because that'd be a rare opportunity that we could do that. Anyway. Anyway. I've loved it. Always love seeing your beautiful face. Yours as well. Remember to check out our website, anotherdisneypodcast.com. Yes. Check out our Twitter, Another Diz Podcast, our Facebook, Another Disney Podcast. All the but things. especially check us out on YouTube, youtube.com yes. forward slash Another Disney Podcast. And if you're not making it to the parks anytime soon and you want to smell one of your favorite rides, attractions, or hotels, Definitely visit ParkSense, P-A-R-K-S-C-E-N-T-S. We have a 20% off coupon for anything 20. that they sell, and that is, gosh, DizPod20, D-I-S-P-O-D-2-0. All right, man. That's all, all right, the ads. Man. We got them out of the way. Yes, indeed. All right. See you soon, but talk time. to you next week. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Peace. Later. Later.